the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. This is your show. As the title exclaims, it's Rob Black and your money. We can talk about anything that's on your mind in any way, shape, and or form. We can talk about, you know, HP's firings. We can talk about new home sales. We can talk about what you expect for home prices in the future versus what I expect versus maybe what the reality will ultimately set in at. Are you putting all your eggs in one basket in your 401k? A lot of people do. A lot of people don't even realize that. They just check the S&P 500 because they think that's 500 stocks. Let's just buy them all. It's really not the smartest thing to do. In large part because you're not getting diversification. You're getting a lot of large cap growth companies. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Right now, there's no one on the phone lines. Fresh like a baby's butt. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-345-5639. Let's start the show as we're wont to do by taking a look at what's happening on Wall Street. The stock market is looking to rebound after tumbling yesterday late afternoon. Asian and European markets followed that decline this morning. Uh, Reacted to news that the U.S. government had launched its criminal and civil investigations in the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. Out of the gate, we got the Dow up 121. Nice. We got the NASDAQ up 36. Sweet. We got the S&P 500 up 15. Mmm. The 10-year Treasury bond still sits at 3.3%. And if I teach you anything, if you have a 10-year time horizon, you got to be in stocks right now. Anytime the 10-year Treasury bond's under 4%, historically, it's been a great time to buy stocks. Yesterday on the Super Secret, Not So Secret podcast, I explained in a little bit more detail why that is. I talked about the valuations of the S&P 500 earnings. So if you want to learn something really cool, go to the webpage, talk910.com, talk910.com. Find my big head. My big head, it looks like basically Brazil. And uh, you, you click on my webpage, and then there's a super secret, not so secret podcast. It's only like four or five minutes. You can go during a commercial break. You can go and listen to the show. Um, 800-345-5639. You can find it at talk910.com, talk910.com. Or if you want also to get the Super Secret, Not So Secret podcast, you can get it in my app. My app is available at iTunes. I know you're saying, you have your own app, Jesus. No, it's not a Jesus app, but it is on the Jesus phone, the Jesus pod, uh, the Jesus pad as well. So it's on, available on the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad and you can get that at iTunes under Rob Black and your money. It's two ninety nine. Just it, it's not hella cool. 
not going to change your life. The one thing that it is is uh, it's incredibly convenient. And again, after I see the success or failure of it, after I feel a little comfortable, I'm going to open a, a video app sometime this year or next year. So when I get fired from radio and television, which will happen, it will happen at some point in time, I'll still have my own little show for you that I do from the, the basement of the science building. Anyway, so we got the Dow up 124, the Nasdaq's up 36, the S&P 500's up 15. And again, that 10-year treasury is telling me buy stocks. Uh, elsewhere today... Economic indicator came out, a gauge of coming home sales activity. Coming home sales activities uh, was higher for the third straight month in April. Here's Fox News Radio's Chris Barnes in Washington. It was the since-expired homebuyer tax credit again, sending pending home sales up 6% last month over March to a level not seen since last October. With a two-month lag time between most contract signings and closings, the National Association of Realtors says it means sales will stay strong into early summer, but will likely drop off come July. But spokesman Walt Maloney says it was time that tax incentive end. The housing market needs to get back on its own feet, and it now appears to be in a pretty good position to do that, to get to sustainable levels, even without government stimulus. Maloney he says the new driver of home sales will now be affordability. In Washington, Chris Barnes, Fox News Radio. So what's interesting about that is in our housing market, we offer a stimulus. We offered a new home tax buyer's credit, $8,000 if you buy a new home. Um, the, a little bit of the downside on that, it was it pushed activity forward. So next couple of months might be a little barren, might be a little empty. And again, it just gave people incentives to get subsidized and do it now versus do it later. I own a home. You own a home. Heidi owns a home. We're pretty saturated with our home ownership. The three of us never say, you know, hey, let's go buy another home. We're, we're not there. We're not there. We're, we don't really. I invest in some real estate. I got a rental property or two. I got an office property or two. But I'm not really running out. I mean, we're saturated. So the home sales, pending home sales, Expect those numbers to dip. So any strength that you see now, don't get too caught up in it. Don't get too you know crazy. Don't get too high on it because those numbers are going to end. And um, housing is going to go back to what it does to, traditionally. Now, some areas will beat that. But historically, housing goes up with wages. And right now, with unemployment at 10%, your employer is not looking at you going, you know what? You are a big, delicious, salivating steak. I'm going to eat you. You're lovely. The, no. Right now, they're not giving raises. You know, some of us aren't even getting paid. So the workplace environment's tough right now. So wage inflation is nowhere to be seen. Now, in 2000, you remember 2000, dot-com era, you know, a little kid would come in and get a six-figure job because they needed bodies. Unemployment was at 4%. Unemployment was at 4% in California. I mean, if you had a pulse, you made six figures. If you didn't make six figures, there was something wrong with you. Or maybe you loved the work that you do, like like radio people. Um, long story short, uh, home prices go up with wages. And for instance, uh, the what I'm paying my attorney now is a lot less than what I was paying my attorney five, six, seven, eight years ago. Because there's a lot of attorneys that, who are unemployed right now. There's just not a gainfully employed country. Now, with that it said... The private sector is starting to add jobs, but guess what? The public sector is still shedding jobs. The public sector is problematic. You keep hearing about state deficits and, and budget cuts. Those are jobs. Those aren't just services. Those aren't like, we're going to give a gold bar to poor people. 
Now, those are people that work with people. So people are still losing the public service job. So I don't see wage inflation. I don't see home prices jumping up anytime soon. Next up, robots. Robots with saws. That sounds hot. I mean, honestly, that's a movie script right there. Robots with saws. Well, and a containment dome. That's what BP is hoping to contain the oil still gushing into the Gulf, a disaster that's now under criminal investigation. Fox News Radio's Jessica Rosenthal reports from Venice, Louisiana. BP says it could, could have this oil gusher contained by today or tomorrow. Robots are being used to cut a pipe, and they hope to place a containment cap on top, eventually funneling oil to the surface and stored on ships. Already as much as 43 million gallons of oil have spilled. People in Alabama and Mississippi say crude is now hitting their barrier islands. Separately, U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, who came here yesterday, announced that civil and criminal investigations are underway into this spill. In Venice, Louisiana, Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News Radio. Now, the stock of BP took a hit yesterday when we found out over the weekend that the, the dropping mud, trying to plug the hole that way, failed. So now they're trying robots with saws and high drama. The saw got caught in the middle of the cut. Uh-oh, what are we going to do now? So the stock BP British Petroleum, think of them as a poor man's ExxonMobil. Think of them as a poor man's Chevron Texaco. BP, the stock's getting hit. So now it's it's been hit so hard that it's probably lost, uh, let's let's guess, about 35 to $40 billion, maybe a little bit more of its market cap. So we can quantify this disaster once we get it capped. We can quantify it and say, you know, Florida coastline's going to cost X amount of money. Louisiana coastline's going to cost X amount of money. Cleaning this up is going to cost X amount of money. But then there's things like criminal charges where – Suddenly, the company may not come out of this. The company may have to put themselves up for sale. The company may be so damaged now that ExxonMobil or Chevron Texaco has to buy them. We have uh, hurricane season right around the corner, right around the corner. In fact, it's starting already. There's already a tropical storm that's killed some people in Guatemala. So long story short, this is not a good time. This is not a good time to be an investor in BP because the headline risk is too much. Now, if you can take risk, and only you know if you can take risk, the reward's huge. Because the headline risk is high, i.e., does the company, will you see the CEO in handcuffs? That headline risk, that that Katie Kirk factor, you know, we're angry, we're mad as hell, we're going to show dead swans, and we're going to show dead dolphins on television, and this company's going to have to pay for, for their damages. The headline risk is so high, the reward is very high. That's pretty cool. I don't know if that, that means anything to you. When the risk is low, like if you go to your bank today, Bank of America or Wells Fargo, and you say, I want you to hold my cash. I'm going to open a savings account, and I want you to hold it for me for a year or 10 days. The reward's small because the risk is small. It's FDIC insured. So the reward's very small. Anyway, you've learned a little bit something about risk and rewards. The top story today, pending sales of previously owned homes rose more than expected in April. Scaling a six-month high as prospective homeowners took advantage of a popular home buyer tax credit that is now over. So, again, this will be interesting to see where we are three to six months from now talking about this data. Where do you think we're going to be? Where do you think we're going to be? Uh, do you think housing is now dead in the water? Do you think I'm crazy and housing isn't tied towards wages? Do you think the risk is worth it for BP, British Petroleum? Would you pick it up? Got a dividend yield of about 7.8%. It looks incredibly attractive at these prices, but the risk is huge. The headline risk is huge. 
800-345-5639. Where do you fall? 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. You're wondering who I am. Secret, secret. I've got a secret. Machine or mannequin. Secret, secret. I've got a secret. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. Got a big meeting with management coming up today at twelve thirty. I'm a disgruntled employee, to say the least, because I'm not even an employee. So who knows if I'll be on the radio tomorrow? If I'm not, I'll be at robblack.com. Robblack.com. One never knows in this day and age. You really, really don't. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Uh, you know, another piece of data that came out today that I found interesting was the number of planned layoffs at U.S. companies in May was almost unchanged from April. Okay, the number of planned layoffs by U.S. companies unchanged basically month to month. And this touches a four-year low, suggesting employers are more upbeat about the economic outlook. Employers announced 38,000 job cuts last month, which was slightly more than expected, but not by a lot. This is according to a report out of Challenger Gray and Christmas. They're a big consulting firm. The report on job cut announcements, ultimately, if you were to bottom line it, it basically says, you know, it's good. We're no longer firing people. Well, again... Keep in mind, there's no right answers in Wall Street. There's no right answers in economics. When you fire people, you could potentially increase productivity. Increasing productivity in the long run is great for our economy. In the short run, we feel the pain in the unemployment. So we're no longer cutting people. In theory, the employment numbers should start getting better because we've been going sideways now on firing people for quite a while, four months um, but the big problem is right now is when when you not, when you look at these job cuts, it, it's again it's you typically don't fire a lot of people during summer, and you typically don't do a lot of hiring during the summer. So this is the slowest downsizing time of the year. So again, you can't read too much into it. The trend's good. Now the government and nonprofit sector continues to downsize, while the private sector continues to they've stopped the downsizing. Well, again, let me repeat that. The government and nonprofit sector. This is kind of an interesting recession in large part. We've never had anything like this before in the sense of you're st- seeing Spain say, you know what? We got to cut programs that we've promised people. You're seeing California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger say, you know what? Our deficit's out of control and I'm going to do everything I can to stop it. I'm going to try not to raise taxes, but you know he's going to raise taxes. So – the downsizing of programs, it's its re- very, 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 very real. And when you cut programs, you cut people. So I think that's a, a pretty interesting insight that we've never seen this type of thing before. We've always seen the private sector lose jobs, go sideways, add jobs. Who knows how long we're in for as far as will America ever drink our, our, our pill, so to speak, swallow our pill? Will we ever do what we have to do to cut costs? I don't know. I don't know if I have a right answer on that for you. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Pick up the phone. At least let me know the phone's working. 800-345-5639.
Let's go to a call. John in San Mateo. Hi, Rob. Um, I have a question about real estate. Go ahead. Uh, basically, I'm a first-time home buyer. Um, I'm single. Um, I've saved up. I have 20% for the uh, condo that I need. Okay. Um, it's low end, like under 200000 Um The thing is, is that, uh, I mean, I listen to you all the time. I know there's all this bad news. Uh, I, I wouldn't rule out renting. So um, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, I don't know, maybe just to see if I'm making sense um, or what do you think about the situation? And- Give me a little bit more information about you, John. Where is this condo located? Uh, it's on Peninsula. Okay, it's on the Peninsula, under 200000 Closer to work. Um, I get to move out of my apartment. Okay. Give me the city it's in. Uh, it's in uh, South San Francisco. Okay. Question for you, and I think this is something you should do, is ask your friends, would they ever buy this place from you? Um, um, okay. So okay. I, I'm trying to get in your head that condos and townhouses typically across America are considered low-income or ghetto investments. It's, it's Right, right. In large part, I don't want to ever live in a condo again, John. Um, I did it in college. I had roommates. Um, I would hear them having sex. It would it would appall me. It would disturb me, um, especially since I had some not-so-good-looking roommates, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, the idea of owning it, I'm, I'm so glad I was able to cut and run and get out of that place. Now, the Bay Area is a little bit of a luxury market. That's why I was asking what city you're talking about, because a condo in San Francisco is different than a condo in Concord or a condo in Stockton. Um, I would look at it as... South San Francisco. Yeah, I, I would... Okay. Under 200, you're, you're, that's pretty cheap, all things considered. So I, I'm not going to tell you no. You will get some housing benefits. You'll get tax deductions. You'll get... Now, cl- where, I, where I'm coming out of this is like, I know there's all this bad news, and uh, you know California might just go to hell. Yeah. But uh, basically, uh, the way I see it is, I just need... I want to commit like three or four years. It sounds like oh, it's like the break-even point at that price for me, you know, versus renting. So, so then maybe after three or four years, I'm out. You know, I'll be out of the current job I'm at. Yeah. Uh, and then because I don't want to commit too long, so it actually might be a good move for me. Can't answer that for you definitively. Um, it might be. I think the housing market will be better in two to three years. Two hundred thousand seems like a pretty low risk. Um, condo investment in the Bay Area. As far as you're not gonna, you're not going to see condos go for a hundred, not on the peninsula, not in South San Francisco. So I think the location is good, also just for people like me, I'm a, uh, commuters. Uh, I don't know people in uh, IT or whatever. That's what I do. Um, sure, you know, city or the cemetery area. And thanks for the call. Um, ultimately, you got to know you may not be able to flip it in three to four years. Uh, three to four years is not a long enough time horizon that I feel comfortable for you to lock up you know, the cost. Again, you're going to pay 3% to buy, 3% to sell. You're going to put new paint on the walls. You're going to put maybe new uh, furniture in the house. You're going to spend some money for three or four years. It's not just uh, it's a comparison versus rent. It's Owning is more expensive. You have fees to pay, homeowners association, things along those lines. So just know that I probably wouldn't ever, never, ever, ever buy a house with less than a five-year time horizon, uh, whether it's a rental property or a home property, you might be able to rent it, John, in three to four years. That may actually work out for you. So factor in everything that you can factor in. And again, I don't look at condos or townhouses as investments. I look at them as liabilities. 
You will always have to pay your homeowner's uh, investment, homeowner's association fees until the day you die. So I don't know. Again, ask around. And yeah, San Francisco is not going to go to hell in a handbasket. And San Francisco is still going to be around for, for the long term. There's no doubt about that. With that said, I think your risk is on the lower side. I wish you had a little bit more time, ultimately. 800 345 Five six three nine to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls on the air. Now, one of the big stories out there today is not just housing. It's three D televisions. <laughs> You're saying don't go there. Don't go there. Porn star Mika Kayama is at the frontier of a push right now to develop videos and content in Japan. That Sony and Panasonic need to lure customers for the new 3D television. Porn is one of those interesting things that you can study historically. Porn was at the revolution of, of uh, cameras. Porn was at the revolution of uh, laser discs. Porn was at the revolution of beta and VCR. Porn was at the revolution of DVD. So will adult videos be an incentive for us to get 3D televisions? They're doing their very best they can to start offering product at this point in time. Again, it's a porn star in Japan called Mika Kayama. Um, And on June 7th, they're going to release a pornographic title in 3D format. And again, it's going to be tie into Sony's Bravia 3D models. More titles will follow. Um, A lot of people in Japan, they're saying, I want to try this out. I need something drastically to justify replacing my TV. You know, that could be the innovation. Sony, the world's largest TV maker, they're planning to offer 3D Bravia TVs in Japan from June 10th in, in the United States. So the product's being developed, no, no, the content's being developed before the product's being sold. Well, worldwide, worldwide shipments of 3D TVs are expected to be 4.2 million units this year, 12.9 million in 2011. So 3D movies first appeared, you know, in the 1920s. So it's a technology that's incredibly old. It's gained a resurgence of popularity in large part because of Avatar, world's top grossing picture of all time. So the, the TV market, the Samsungs and the Sonys, they got a lot They got a lot going on in here. So the World Cup's going to be uh, done in 3D. So cloudy with a chance of meatballs, 3D. So porn is opening the door, trying to innovate you a little bit. Let's go to Jennifer in San Francisco, 800-345-5639. Jennifer? Jennifer? 800-345-5639. Let's go to break, 800-345-5639. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Coming up, the business of sports. know what to do with your money he does rob black 1-800-345-5639 on 910 a.m more stimulating talk 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there it's 800-345-5639 i was just looking at some of the headline news that are coming across and one of the headline news items that i see out there is iridium communications do you remember iridium you're going to have to go back to 1998-ish. And it was one of those companies that was a cell phone company, but it was different. It was a satellite phone company. 
And this was, you know, as technology was starting to evolve, you know, we all had, we went from beepers, remember beepers? We went from beepers to cell phones, and it was just another one of those services that you could pay for. The attractive part about it was, was it wasn't going to drop calls. It was a satellite. You you know, you can go to rural bum, bum town of the United States, and you could still find, you could still get service. You can go to a different country and still get service. You can go to a island that has no cell phones and still get service. Anyway, I just saw that they plan, they have a plan for funding, building, and deploying its next generation satellite constellation, which is called Iridium Next. Specifically, the company announced the execution of a fixed price contract with Thales Linea Space, a joint company between Thales and Finmenica, and the design and construction of satellites for the Iridium Next constellation. Now, again, I did, that headline means nothing to me other than back in 1998, analysts were telling you why satellite phones were going to work. They were wrong. They were betting on a trend that never, ever happened. Sometimes that, that plays out like that. 800-345-5609. Let's get a Bill and run at Park. Bill? Hi, Rob. Uh, even though you're a disgruntled employee, I wanted to get your valued second opinion on Gilead Sciences. Uh, it seems to be looking attractive to me at these prices. Yeah. Take. Here's the problem, Bill, and this is just, you know, my honest opinion is biotech's a brutal, brutal business to analyze. So take that as, you know, as you will. Um, I'm going to give you everything that I can on the company, technically and fundamentally. But again, this is not my area of expertise. Um, There's a story out there today that I'm going to get to a little bit later on. Cancer deaths are going to double by the year 2030. Gilead Sciences has recently gone from about 50 bucks a share to about 35. So it's pulled back. When you take a look technically back to 2006 and 2007, 35 is a lot of support, a lot of support. So that looks very, very attractive. Between 33 and 35 is where there should be some support. In theory, people won't sell below these levels, but we'll have to find out. And thanks for the call. Gilead Sciences has used basically, a, it's a biotech balm kind of company for infectious diseases, including hepatitis and HIV and infections related to AIDS. Now, the company's got an HIV franchise that is a blockbuster franchise. They've got the drug called Truvada, which is a combination of other drugs, Viriad and Mtivra. It co-promotes another treatment in the world of HIV uh, called a Tripla in the United States and Europe with Bristol-Myers Squibb. Other products on the market include Ambisum, uh, used in treatment of fungal infections such as those accompany with AIDS, uh, Vistida for AIDS-related eye infections, Hepatitis B, uh, antiviral Hepsera. Outside the infectious disease realm, they also market a treatment for pulmonary and arterial hypertension, um, also known as high blood pressure. Let's take a look at some of the financials on this puppy and let's figure out what's wrong with it. Um, it's. Let's see what I can find as far as downside news on the company. I'm trying to find it. Um, recently got upgraded back in May. It was a $36 stock then, and they upgraded it to hold from sell, so they had a negative rating on it saying that they believe it's poor near-term and long-term fundamentals are now reflected in the stock. So one analyst is saying they've got poor near-term and um, long-term fundamentals. They've been downgraded to the e, um, by Bank of America as well. But fundamentally, I think analysts are calling for it to slow their growth in the franchise. Um, and it's, just, it's interesting because 
this is one of those stocks that's incredibly volatile. So all the news, not all the news, not, but a lot of the news that I'm seeing on the company ties it to one of the 10 best performers of that day or 10 worst performers of that day. So it's a stock that seems to move in huge chunks. Um, what else can I find out as far as news? They recently reported earnings back in April, beat expectations, but was uh, hit with an analyst downgrade that basically hit the overall sector of biotech as well. This is the type of company that does well in a good economy, in a bad economy, in large part because um, people are going to need their drugs in good economies or bad economies. So, okay, here's where the problem comes from. In their recent conference call, they basically gave 2010 guidance. They see net product sales of about $7.4 billion versus expectations of about $7.6. The company said it's seen additional government measures to reduce pharmaceutical spending and increase foreign exchange headwind. Management also noticed that it's uh, seen reductions in Turkey, price reductions for their product in Turkey, in France, and Greece. Germany's got a 10% product rebate um, being in legislation at this point. So just because they have this huge franchise doesn't mean that governments aren't going to try to you know get their fair share of it um, and charge a premium. Let's see. They just came out with a new drug tied towards a fixed-dose resumen. Uh, let's see what the studies were saying. Two pivotal phase three studies Treatment for HIV and treatment naive patients met the primary. Okay, so the the efficacy of the drugs are doing well. Um, not seeing much of an issue there. Let's take a look at fundamentals for me. Four point two billion, five point three billion to seven billion dollars in revenue. Um, profits has been you know very very strong. Operating margins are over fifty percent. Net margins are over thirty seven percent. There's nothing not to like as far as income goes, but I think it's probably what's telling me here is they don't have anything big coming out, Bill. And when you look at the valuation of the company, ticker symbol um, G-I-L-D, trading at 11 times this year's earnings, so it looks incredibly cheap. Let's see where it goes at in the near future. Um, trading at nine times next year. So to me, it looks like it's the the... The long term is priced into it pretty effectively. So, um, Gilead Science, it, it looks like you found a pretty good value play on cancer. A uh, pretty good value play on HIV is probably the better way of saying it. But again, I don't own it. I don't know what else is wrong. I don't know the competition is coming out with a better AIDS drug. The only fundamental negative I can find is that pricing hasn't held up. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 5639. Coming up, Obama talks about oil today. He brings up a whole new sector of investing. I'm going to tell you about it right after the break. 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. This is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. Again, one of the things I do during the commercial breaks is uh, Kvetch. No, no, no. One of the things that I do during the commercial breaks is to check out news. And one of the stories that I just saw come across from a research desk is Stifle. Stifle Nicholas is, used to be a, a great research firm. I haven't really kept my uh, finger on their, their, their vein, so to speak, lately. So I can't tell you what their pulse is and how right they are or aren't. But they're saying they're based on recent checks and discussions with a company called HTC. They think that orders are progressing better than expected at Verizon for the HTC Incredible, at T-Mobile for the HDD2, 
as well as the MyTouch phone, and at Sprint with what's called the HTC Hero. There's some building expectations for Sprint's 4G EVO release. The firm, Stifle, views HTC's momentum as incrementally negative for iPhone sales, given that it has a lower price point, it's got a high-end feature set, and growing mindshare amongst carriers and consumers alike. And HTC's momentum also puts pressure on research and motion to deliver the goods, deliver the product. Apple's Teflon right now. Nothing's going to stick to it. This kind of story is just not going to stick. In the long term, yeah, this is a, a pretty scary story for Apple. But they've got so many little tricks up their sleeve right now, rolling out a device internationally very slowly. Um, and for instance, the iPhone's still not at Verizon. People like me, we've, we've got a Verizon carrier that you would honestly probably have to shoot me. You would honestly probably have to shoot me to give up my Verizon connection and go to AT&T with all the horrible things that I've heard. Now, AT&T's in the news today because they plan to stop offering an unlimited pricing plan for new subscribers to its mobile data services. New subscribers. So if you got AT&T Unlimited, you're still going to have AT&T Unlimited. Now, this is a move that's going to cut prices for 98% of their customers. The idea here is, is their network's clogged. Their network is incredibly slow because it's got the iPhone, and people with the iPhone watch YouTube videos. That's the simple way of explaining people with the iPhone use it. Me? I've got a palm. It's a brick. They, they, they should have named it the Palm Brick. The Palm Brick 2000, because it's a brick. I've never, ever once wanted to watch a video on it. I've never, ever once wanted to listen to music on it. Never. No desire in any way, shape, or form. But the iPhone, I've got an iPod. Yeah, yeah. Today I'll be at uh, the gym, and um, I'll, I'll jump into their wireless network, and I'll watch a YouTube video, and I'll giggle. I'll giggle. I'll say, ha, 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 isn't that funny? So AT&T basically is just getting battered. Verizon has the ad campaign that just batters them. And uh, current customers can continue to use the $29.99 a month unlimited data plan, but new customers are going to be shunted to the new plan. Not going to happen anymore. Companies betting that if you curtail downloading by heavy users or if you make them charge more, it'll reduce downloads, the network will get better, people will be more pleased, calls won't be dropped. So the new plan for AT&T is going to be $15 a month, which is cheaper than 25 a month, and it's going to offer downloads of 200 megabytes of data. But 200 megabytes of data is 400 web pages, 1,000 emails with no attachments, and 50 online photos, or 20 minutes of video. So that's what it is. That's not a lot. So if you think about it, you know, 400 web pages, if you go and check ESPN Giants last night, went to Extra Innings, you check that four or five times, you know, you're at, you're at the bar with your buddies and you keep checking sports scores, you can see how it adds up. So it's going to be $1,500 for a basic plan, and then if you exceed that, it's going to be another $15 for another 200 megabytes. So that company, AT&T, ultimately said 65% of its users use less than 200 megabytes of data per month. Now, the next tier is going to be $25 for 2 gigabytes of data, which is 10 times more downloads. Okay, so basically 50 bucks, no, no, 40 bucks is going to be obviously more expensive than the 25 unlimited data. But I don't think people are going to be too upset by that, all things considered. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 345 Five six three nine. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Let's throw out one more angle on this: the new wireless tier data plan by AT and T. Analysts are looking at it, and they're saying, you know, it's a good thing. Now, AT and T is the first carrier to move forward with this. 
Now, Verizon's going to immediately follow suit, and it expects all wireless carriers to migrate to a more sustainable long-term pay-per-use data mode uh, for you know anything on the old 3G networks. And clearly, when 4G really starts to deploy, they're going to charge more money for it. So currently, the unlimited data usage model in the United States, it's not profitable in the long term as data usage is expected to continue to grow. So from June 7th, usage caps are established for new AT&T post-pay smartphone users and iPad users, which is equivalent to about 98% of the smartphone subscriber market with the iPhone and the BlackBerry. So uh, we're going to want more data. And AT&T and Verizon, they'll give it to us, but they're going to charge more for it. So the phone companies just got a little bit more profitable in my mind with this story that came out today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your call on the air. Let me um, do one quick thing. Okay, so I tease this a little bit. So it's time to deliver. I'm one of those people, when I when I tease, I deliver. You know, n- n- I'm not going to do foreplay all night long. I'm going to deliver the goods. So Obama has says that now's the time to come to fully embrace clean energy. And the moment that he said that this morning, clearly he was talking about the Gulf. And uh, he's doing everything he can to get, how shall we say, a little good press these days. Because people are criticizing him. So when he said this, the whole alternative energy sector really started to move. A company like a First Solar is up 2.6% today. Ticker symbol is FSLR. Now, if you take a look at that, it looks like a double bottom on the chart. That's kind of interesting to note. So maybe it's got another move up uh, in it. Maybe it just starts to break down. If you take a look at the you know last year, it's been continually going, setting new lows. So can it hold the double bottom, yes or no? Another company that moved on this news today from Obama is American Superconductor. Another one, Sun Power, ticker symbol SPWR. Broadwind Energy, ticker symbol BWEN. That's just a $2 stock. A123, which is a hybrid battery maker for cars. Uh, They moved on the news. That was a company that came out with a sexy IPO, and it has just been a disaster. It has just been a disaster. Ticker symbol is A-O-N-E, A-O-N-E. SunTech Power, A-Power, Internoc, ticker symbol E-N-O-C. All of them moved higher today. When the president says, now's the time for us to embrace, maybe down the road what he's going to do is in his next State of the Union address, or when he comes on TV in the next week or two, he's probably going to come on TV to address the issue of the Gulf of Mexico and everything that he's doing to reassure Americans and reassure the world that he's doing everything that he can. So when he does that, he's probably going to say something again about this alternative energy thing. Just throwing it out there, not telling you to invest in it, just throwing it out there. Let's go to Vincent in Sacramento, 800-345-5639. Vincent. Hey, bro, how are you doing? I'm okay today. Yourself? I'm doing quite well. I have a couple questions for you to comment. Um, my question was, I got a group of guys, investors, and they want us to organize a boycott against BP. It's too much. It's too large of an entity. To... Can you hear me, Rob? I can hear you. It's too large of an entity to boycott just every gas station because each gas station is owned by an individual. Right. So how do we get a, instead of having a shotgun effect, we need more of a, of a rifle shot to the heart of BP. How are we go about coordinating effort? Because right now you got everybody boycotting Arizona for no reason, and it's stupid that they're doing that, especially since people like uh, Los Angeles and Oakland. 
and plus rob a money for governor. So I do not accept the fact that our governor has not stepped in and stopped this kind of nonsense. I don't really have a good idea for you, Vincent, on how to boycott BP. I'm not a boycott kind of guy. I'm not a let's mass the troops together person. I guess if you were to try to intentionally boycott the company, you would probably support ExxonMobil or Royal Dutch Shell. Um, If you wanted to put your money where your mouth is on that level, you could do it with investments or you can just start going to Exxon's um, or Chevron Texaco's. Um, Maybe just go to different oil stations, gas stations. I I don't really have a good answer for you, and thanks for the call. Um, Clearly, a lot of people are affected by this. Uh, British Petroleum's reputation took a major hit in 2010 with the Deepwater Rig. Uh, 11 people lost their lives, which is something that's forgotten. Now, again, a lot of animals are losing their lives as well, and I don't take that lightly either. Working less than 50 miles south of Louisiana, uh, 11 people died. So millions of gallons of crude are gushing into the Gulf of Mexico for several several weeks now, a month and a half, and uh, it's just not really making a dent by boycotting BP. Uh, the company's lost market cap. Companies in a criminal investigation. I don't really have a good answer for you there. So I feel like I'm tr- I feel like I'm treading water in the Gulf of Mexico right now. Let's go to Matt in Pittsburgh. Hey Rob. Hey Matt, how are you? Good. Um, just just the comment you just stated. You know, Obama's looking for some good press. He he said it's time for clean energy. You you listed a bunch of stocks that have have uh, moved since his announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is that ever any indication that maybe these are some of the companies that uh, you know the lobbying groups are pretty in in tight you know behind the scenes with with the political parties that kind of thing. Well, I would say that alternative energy doesn't have the the lobby of coal or doesn't have the lobby of oil. Right. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at a conspiracy theory. Is that what you're trying to throw at me? No, not a conspiracy theory. It's just that, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And there's a lot, you know, it, it, it's definitely um, one of the agendas of the Democratic Party to move, uh, you know, towards clean energy. And so he comes out, it's almost like a, here's an opportunity for him to, you know, again, good press, but also to get some support from, everybody that's looking for him to make some some movement. I'm not so sure that I think it's the Democrats' uh, platform to move towards clean energy because clearly they've been in power in Congress for much of the 70s and that's nothing true. was done um, yeah. in dominant power. Now they're in dominant power again, and you're not exactly seeing a lot of um, things get passed. Again, we heard about some of the energy bills that they wanted to get in, but – they never were able to rally enough support, even though they've got the majority in, in Congress at this point in time. So um, I don't know. I, I, I think we keep hearing that Democrats are all pro environment and pro, um, you know, alternative energy. But I don't know. It just to me, it seems like the politicians can't say no to oil money and coal money. Uh, natural yeah. gas must not have a pretty good natural gas must not have a good lobby because why ethanol is always pushed around as an alternative energy Right. Um, versus natural gas. I've I've never really gotten my head around that, Matt, and thanks for the call. 800? So would you, oh. oh. Then the, the, the companies you listed just happen to be at the crest of, of, of being in a good position to you know, for the next step. It's kind of interesting. One of the things that I do to cheat is I set up portfolios, and for instance, if there's a big investment in, let's say there's a big news story out today in oil service companies. I can use that. I can go to my portfolios and I can name all the I can name all the companies that I'm currently tracking as far as uh, uh, oil services. So 
uh, Baker Hughes, Halliburton. So I look smart, Matt. I'm just well organized. So if I see a story about an oil service provider being bought, or like today, there's a story out there of Divix. Um, they're a software maker. They make um, DV quality movies on the internet. They make compression technology, so you can take your movies and, and turn them into uh, DVDs. They have software that will do that for you. Today, they're being acquired by a company called Sonic, ticker symbol SNIC, um, and the stock's up huge. So if I were to look at my software file, I could tell you, you know, here's 10 other companies that might be acquired. But now, again, digital software is a little bit different than business software, as you pretty well could guess. And thanks for the call, Matt. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. You're listening to Rob Black and your money coming up. Headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.